The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Welcome back to the Hollow Sky Podcast. We are your hosts. I'm Steven. And Kyle. And thank you so much, Hollow Cult, for hanging out with us on another lovely Monday morning. Yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. Should be a good time. I'm excited. Feel It just kind of feels like forever since we've recorded, even though it's not. It just, the past month has been kind of crazy. It does feel fresh. You know, the medical shit, the fucking, now, now me and Steve have head colds. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just... It's one right after the other. Uh, all types of crazy stuff going on. Along with some other under-the-table shit we're dealing with. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. The paranormal. It's always the paranormal. Anyway, Kyle's put together some interesting uh, little tidbits on some pyramids. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Been looking into. So we're going to dive into that in a couple minutes. But first, we got to get through the house cleaning. Yeah. Good old house cleaning. So check us out at all our social medias, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, TikTok, Reddit, Discord. Come and hang out with us. Be part of the Hollow Cult. Make some new friends. And just share some weird shit. It's pretty much how it goes. If you have a paranormal encounter that you'd like for us to feature on a future show, Kyle's got a whole bunch of information he's going to share with you. Yeah. Um, don't be afraid. We need some people to hook up with us to do interviews for our Patreon. So let's get on that, everybody. Some of that's been my fault because I have been feeling really under the weather here lately. So I've had to cancel some stuff, move some stuff around. But hey, I apologize. Um, Other than that, you can call or text the holophone, which is going to be 1618-556-0837. You can email us your stories. Or record yourself with like a voice memo app. Shoot it over the email, which is going to be hollowskypodcast at gmail.com. Tell us everything. We'll get it on the show and talk about it. Because that's what we do. That's what we do. Some people think we do it well. Some think we don't. But that's neither here or there. If you'd like to support the show, we got plenty of ways to do it. 
We have a Patreon. You can go over there, check out the tiers, find something you like, and sign up. For as little as $1 a month, you can get all sorts of extra goodies, content-wise. We have a Venmo if you'd like to throw some money in our Monster Fund. We appreciate that. You can share the show by word of mouth. That is the most important thing. Keep the hollow cult growing. Tell all your weird friends about it. All your friends that listen to podcasts. Uh, your friends that have been abducted by aliens. Your friends that live in a 300-year-old haunted mansion. Your friends that have seen Bigfoot. Tell them about the show. We appreciate it. Hang out with the Dracos. Yeah. See? You can also go to wherever you leave, uh, wherever you listen to podcasts, and leave us a rating and review. Five stars, preferably, if you enjoy the show. But only all of our friends do that. Or, I shouldn't even be giving him the time of day, but God damn it. You can be like our friend, Liberty Warrior, who is back again with a one-star rating. And I'll read it for everyone that gives a shit about Liberty Warrior. One star. Worst podcast of the genre. I'm going to stop. We're going to break this down one at a time. First off, Liberty Warrior, thank you. Because this this very screenshot is probably going to be on a future Hollow Sky shirt. You're just making merch for us now. Yeah, I mean, somebody's, somebody's got to hold that title of being the worst. So, I mean... Might I'm, as well be us. Yeah, I'm really not that afraid to do that. <laughs> So, yeah, once again, thank you. Thank you for the downloads. Appreciate As if that. this show wasn't bad enough, now they're doing exactly... Okay, now from here, he goes into capital letters. Exactly what they said they, quote, couldn't stand, end quote, and wouldn't do. End of capital letters. Pushing an even more terrible pay site, e-begging, capital letters, is pathetic, and I'll never listen to this crap again. Cool. Liberty Warrior, friend, not friend, whoever the fuck you are, you have left us one-star reviews probably in the double digits now, and every time you say you're going to stop listening to us, but here you are, back again, so just keep giving us those downloads, you dumb fuck. I want to thank you for that. So, send us your address. And we'll gladly send you a worse podcast of the genre shirt whenever we put it out. Hell yeah. I'm not mad at that. I love it. Not mad at all. Keep coming back, my friend. I think it's funny. I think it's funny that we somehow agitate you that much. I don't know what we did to hurt him. I don't either, and I don't really care. No, me either. I don't really care. I think it's I think it's humorous. It is. I'm pretty sure there's the same, almost almost verbatim the same that he left last time. Yeah, he was going to quit listening to us last time. But yeah, but that's okay. So, haters like to check in on you. Yeah, I think for peanut butter and jelly. I think for our shitty uh, pay site, I might make a video of me just reading one-star reviews. I think that'd be pretty fucking funny. It could be funny. Yeah. It could be funny, because it is funny. Yeah. Normally, we don't read the negative ones, but... They're they're pretty good. I like when Liberty Warrior thinks about us. So it seems to be quite often. <laughs> anyway, moving on from that little tidbit of pettiness I had to throw out there. We all get petty from time to time. Yeah. We're going on to our 
listener experience of the day sent to us on our website from our friend, Mr. Monkey Puzzle. Mm. Solid name. Mr. Monkey Puzzle says, first off, great show, guys. I love the stories and the banter and listening to you two has become a regular practice of mine while on my daily treadmill runs. In any event, I witnessed something undeniably paranormal years ago. And though I've shared it online before elsewhere, in an effort to try to get a bearing of what I saw, I thought it'd be worthwhile to share the account here. In 1996 in central Louisiana, I was having a pretty bad day as we just buried my great-grandmother earlier that morning. The weather was horrible that day with a constant downpour throughout. I wanted some alone time though, so I stepped out on the carport for a bit. After a few minutes alone out there, I caught movement in my peripheral to the left. To paint the picture, the home I was at was set back 200 feet or so off the road in a rural area, bordered by an old fence and pines on the left side and by by a large cattle farm. Near the center of that field was a dilapidated shed. That's where the movement was coming from. I turned to look at what was drawing my attention and surprised to see what I thought was a strange dog or coyote running diagonally across the field to a break in the trees just to my left by about 30 or 40 feet. As the thing closed on the fenced gap, it became abundantly clear that this was no dog. Though running on all fours and approximately the size of a large dog, the tail was far too long and held too high. Its movement was also incredibly strange covering the wide distance farther than it should be possible and appearing more to glide across the span rather than gallop or bound. When it reached the fence was when it got really strange. The thing reached the fence and without slowing down, jumped over the five-foot high easily, landing firmly on my side of the fence. I was staring with mouth agape, and this thing stood up like a man, four feet or so in height, and turned to stare back right at me with large, solid yellow eyes, that appeared to have a glow about them. I was too stunned to move, and the encounter carried on that way for what I can assume to be 30 seconds or so before the creature dropped back down on all fours and ran south along the fence, crossing the road and disappearing into the forest. As for the description, I I did get a good look at it, but it was the yellow eyes that really stuck with me. The thing had large pointed ears, sparse but shaggy hair, and that long, fairly bushy tail, more like a gerbil's rather than a squirrel's. It stood in a digitigrade fashion, in other words, on its tiptoes, with what appeared to be three toes, and four limbs were more like human arms, even having distinct clawed fingers rather than paws. As for the face, it was cat-like from the angle I saw it at, and seemed to have whiskers, whiskers along its snout. I had no idea what I'd seen for years. It was just strange, or it was just a strange little story I'd told my friends. My curiosity finally got the better of me, and I reached out, as so many people do now, to the internet for answers. I received some intriguing responses, and two stood out. Apparently what I saw physically resembles cryptids called devil monkeys. The other thing that stood out and hit really close to home was the Native American legend of the Nalusa uh, Falea. Sorry if I mispronounced that. My family has Choctaw in er, in our lineage, and this is one of their myths. In any event, that's my story. And strange as it is, I stand by it, and I'll never forget it either. It's unrelated as far as I know, but within months of the sighting, my family moved to a new house, which was without a doubt haunted. I may submit some of these things that occurred there, including objects being thrown across rooms by unseen forces, clapping coming from empty rooms, shadow people, and tombstones unearthed in the front yard. Crazy stuff that persisted for so long that we all just got used to it. Again, great show. 
and I always look forward to the next episode. Have a good one, guys. I want to add that my name, Mr. Monkey Puzzle, is completely unrelated. It comes from my love of uh, Araucaria, Monkey Puzzle Trees, Araucaria, I don't know, probably mispronouncing that, and also my need for a unique Xbox handle years ago. Anyway, I'm outie, guys. Well, Mr. Monkey Puzzle, thank you, first off, for submitting your encounter. Um, he also sent a link here, a Devil Monkey's link that I'll share to the socials, if I remember. And um, it's pretty much pictures of exactly what he described. Kind of like a dog-sized, almost almost like the, the canine version of the chupacabra that everybody talks about. It's, it's weird. It is weird. Like the... Uh, <laughs> It does have like the way you described it too. It almost had skinwalkerish vibes. I know, I know it's not, but it seemed like it had some similarities to it. And like the the Deritter beast that I, I did a TikTok on the the roadkill. That's what it reminded me of. I'd never heard of anything like this before. It's pretty. It's pretty interesting looking. Yeah, I'm gonna have to look into the Nalissa fillet uh, fillet or. However, however they say it, but the the legend from the Choctaws. That's so crazy. They claim they were thin black humanoid beings, much like shadow people with beady eyes and long pointy ears. It's believed that the Nalusa Falaye stalk their victims by sliding into their stomachs like a snake, which is admittedly Ugh. a far cry from the brown bounding approaches accredited to the devil monkeys. That is not comforting at all. It is weird. This also this also says they have three toes. That's wild. I'm gonna have to look into this a little more because yeah. I never really looked into it, but for sure. <clears throat> yeah, thank you so much for uh, the submission. I'll share this link on the socials. Yeah, it's pretty pretty interesting looking, to say the least. It does have a very uh, monkey like resemblance. I wonder if um, the area had any more sightings there in Louisiana where you were of of a creature like this. My little brother saw something that I almost feel is similar. He was driving home one night from my grandparents' house. It was in the evening. It wasn't dark, but he saw, he thought it was a bear, a small bear running, which here in Illinois, of course, it's not. But the description and everything made me think maybe that's what he saw. That's crazy. Here's a report from Chicago, January 12, 2006. An anonymous witness claimed that he and his family entered their home to discover what he asserted was a devil-like creature violently attacking his six-year-old Labrador dog. Dude, that sucks. The man described the beast as being an unusual combination of a monkey, a wolf, and a devil with long fangs, a monkey-like tail, and extremely bright glowing eyes. Creepy. That is creepy, especially to find it in your damn house. Yeah, killing your dog. Yeah, that wouldn't fly very well. No. No, but I'll, I will... We might have to do an episode on the old... For sure. I've here. never... Dude, I've never heard of it before. No, that's dope. I like when we get get some new information tossed our way. But yeah, also, Mr. Monkey Puzzle, definitely send in some of your haunted stories, too. We're all about it. All about it. From there, we are going to 
jump into Kyle's look into the old pyramids here. I'm stoked. Yeah, it's pretty interesting stuff. But before we go there, I did. I've, I have been having a random thought here lately. Um, I know that the odds would be fucking about as good as me winning the lottery. But I've been thinking about it the other day, and I kind of low-key mentioned something to you about it. But I had heard, and this is way off topic, but it's on my brain right now. I had heard that, you remember the Ghost Hunter guys, the the Roto-Rooter boys that would did the TV show Ghost Hunters? Yeah. Well, supposedly, while they were filming their inve- some of their investigations, not all of them, but supposedly some of them, they came to the conclusion that it wasn't paranormal that they were dealing with. That, in fact, they were dealing with ETs in some of these haunting cases. Oh, I like and where you're going with this, uh, which is pretty crazy. But I, I would assume that the network wasn't trying to push that narrative, so they hushed them on it. But it would be interesting if, if you could, I could talk to or ask the question to Zach Baggins because he's the other massive guy in that genre that is constantly going out there investigating those things. Oh yeah. And I follow him on Twitter, and as a matter of fact, he did just say that he does not believe in Bigfoot, but he does believe in aliens. See, and that leads credence to maybe maybe he's had some type of encounter that would suggest that. Oh, that'd be sick. Wouldn't that be crazy? And not to mention, I think it'd be just cool to talk to the guy anyways. We could talk about cooking steaks for all I care. Yeah, I'd like to pick his brain too and see if he thinks that all of these... Um, paranormal happenings uh, could be connected in one way or another. See what his feelings are on that. Yeah, it's it would be it'd be a fun conversation, but if not, I'm shit here lately. That's all we've been watching around the house is ghost adventures. I finally got the uh, spooky season. Yeah, well, I got the discovery app and just been binging it. So, but anyways, uh yeah, I just it's been on my mind here lately. I I remember hearing that about the ghost hunter guys and I'm like, "Man, I wonder if Someone like Zach has had the sim- like similar cases. Hell yeah. So if you're listening, Zach, Which mis- I doubt. Mr. Mr. Baggins, shoot us an email. Um, and we'll, we'll set something up. So off to the Black Pyramid. Uh, first off, it is the Black Pyramid is in Alaska. And I know our boys from the Silver Pill podcast just ran a story on the Alaskan Triangle. I'm not sure if they covered the Black Pyramid in it or not, but I know that they did an episode on it, so go check it out. So if they did run it, you know, hopefully I got some new information here, but maybe not. Anyways, on May 22nd of 92, China apparently detonated a underground nuclear bomb, which... It apparently sent vibrations through the earth. I assume that when this happened, that through the seismic activity of it, they were able to kind of uncover that there was a very large pyramid-like object underground in Alaska. Now, this story actually ended up airing six months after this on Channel 13 NBC News in Anchorage. Apparently, this thing registers larger than the pyramid in Giza. 
a Douglas A. Mutchler ended up seeing this error. After it was over, he prepped his VCR to record the next airing of it because he couldn't believe what he just watched. Then he waited and waited and waited, and the story never aired again. So he ends up contacting his father out in Ohio, who was a very avid news watcher. Like that, that was his thing. He loved to sit down and watch the news, never missed anything about it. And so he calls him up and says, you know, hey, Pops, just saw this on the news. Have you seen anything like this on the news out there? And his dad was like, no, I've, I have not seen any reports at all. So the very next day, Doug goes to the news station to get a copy of the actual airing. But surprise, surprise, the station manager denies that the story even aired at all. What? So Doug was like, okay, this is fucked up. But at the same time, he apparently worked, which is kind of an odd coincidence, he worked, he was a retired counterintelligence officer from the United States Army. And he he pretty much knew at that point he was being lied to. But as, as he was leaving, he saw a technician nearby who kind of like motioned for him, like, hey, come here. So he goes over there and he's like, you know, how can I help you? And this dude was like, hey, I just want to let you know you're not crazy. We did air that story. But all of the material is now gone. So at this point, Doug is like, all right, I got to figure more out about this. Now, a little background on Doug. Doug had actually moved to Alaska in 1989. When he did, when he did move there, he grabbed some maps because he wanted to do a little bit of prospecting. As he was looking these maps over, he noticed a portion of the map wasn't there. And apparently it was due to the area not being surveyed as of uh, 1970 to 72. But Doug knew that after World War II, the entire entire state had been surveyed. The area on the map that had been whited out was south of Mount McKinley, which is supposedly where this pyramid is located. And like, as I'm researching this, to me, right out of the gate, and A, I am a fan, but... It instantly reminds me of Alien vs. Predator. Because they go to this little like mining town where they uncovered a pyramid way below the ice surface and then they go down in there. Never a good start. No. Anyways, um, after finding out about the pyramid and whatnot, he ended up going to work at Fort Meade in Maryland. And it was... He went, ended up going to the storehouse where they, they archive a bunch of things. He asked the curator if they had any information on archaeological sites in Alaska. The curator said it may be in such and such location. So Doug goes off to look for the information. And he's like, no sooner did I sit down to start digging through this stuff, two men show up and they're like, hey, you do not have the need to know about the information you're looking for. And Doug, Doug basically just tries to play it off. And they're like, just stop. We know exactly what you're looking for. During this conversation he had with these dudes, 
they said, and I quote, they don't want us messing with them up there anymore. They don't want you messing with them up there. They don't want us or anybody messing with them. And as soon as that dude said this, the other guy that was with him gave him this like death stare, like you dipshit. <laughs> you are not supposed to be telling people this foot in your mouth. Yeah. So that's, that's one of the, the stories. I also saw this. What made me write about this was, uh, there was a new show on discovery and it, it was, I can't remember what it's called. It's like UFO stories or something. It's something to do with UFOs. And this is one of the, this, the, the, the black pyramid was featured in there. And I'm like, man, I never heard about that. But anyways, there was another story that surfaced and it has to do with this Bruce Pearson. And he could recall a story that his father had told him about there was this underground facility in Alaska. And in 1976, Bruce's parents moved to Alaska for work. Well, his father was in the military and he used to, or he actually ended up meeting this air force pilot there who also served on a PT boat, which, you know, kind of sparked a conversation between the two guys and they started sharing war experiences and this, that, and the other kind of hit it off. And the pilot then is like, hey, you're in the military. I'm in the military. I've kind of got this side gig going on right now. Would you want to come on, which it sounds sussy, so keep that in mind. But he's like, hey, I got this. And I'm, sh I'm, I'm assuming he didn't word it like this. But he's like, hey, I have a classified drop in about two hours. You want to come along for the ride, basically. I'd be sold. Well, yeah. Let's I mean, without question. So, of course, Bruce's dad agrees. They get into this guy's helicopter, and they start flying out toward the destination. At this point, you know, Bruce's father's obviously curious, and he asks, you know, or no, I'm sorry. The pilot says, hey, we're going to a weird installation. So he's like, okay, how exactly is it weird? The pilot's like, it's, under, it's an underground facility, um, and at this point the co-pilot kind of jumps in and he's like, it's not only an underground facility, but it's a power generating one at that. Bruce asked if, you know, is, is it some type of nuclear plant? And the pilot's like, nope, it's nothing we built. It, it's thousands of years old, cut stone like a pyramid. They apparently don't even know exactly what any of it's made of. Apparently this thing could gen generate enough power by itself to power the entire state of Alaska alongside the entire country of Canada. Holy shit. So these, these dudes leave, they, they leave, uh, Una Laclete, Alaska, and they head toward the, the East. The flight took roughly about two hours and the entire time they were escorted by a plane. And I would assume it was probably a fighter plane. I could be wrong. But the pilot said that when they approached the facility, that the controls of the helicopter would start to freak out. And they'd have to fly by sight, which reminds me of the Bermuda Triangle. And sure enough, 
all of a sudden the controls start to freak out. Alarms start going off the whole nine. The co-pilot looks back at Bruce's dad and is like, Hey, don't worry about it. You know, this is what we told you about. We got it all under control though. Hey, hollow Colt. The weather's getting nice. And you know what that means? It's cryptid hunting season. And the first rule to cryptid hunting is good footwear. That's why we're excited to announce our partnership with Tacovis Boots. When you're out hunting the dogman or stalking Chupacabra, you don't have time to break in boots. That's why Tacovis is so nice. They have first wear comfort. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with their styles when you're out hunting cryptids. And let me tell you, their styles are on point. I've always considered getting me a pair of snakeskin boots, and their pair is mint. They also have crocodile boots, caiman boots, ostrich boots, regular leather boots. They they have it all, and it's re- it's ridiculously awesome. You can even stop by their the local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and a friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized and with regular live music and events there's no in-store experience like it so just imagine yourself getting a pair of legitimate snakeskin hollow sky branded boots how awesome would that be nothing is going to intimidate a dog man like a nice pair of gator skin boots if you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. When they landed, six men came over and took three metal cases. Nothing was said between the crew or the dudes there picking up the cases, and nothing was signed for. Bruce's father said it was out in the middle of the tundra. Just There was nothing. There was a, a blockhouse, a fuel pump, a motor pool shed, and a garage for vehicles. That's it. He also said there were a few mineshaft elevators and guardhouses, all surrounded by electrical razor wire fences. And the entire time those guys were sitting there waiting for the dudes to unload these cases, there was a Jeep with a mounted 50 cal pointed right at them the entire time. And the dudes that were um, taking the cases, they were armed as well. And Bruce's dad was like, man, you could just tell by looking at the dudes that were coming up and taking the cases that they were either all military, ex-military, or CIA but he's like, they were dressed in all black and they had no insignias on them anywhere. So they, they had no correlation with anybody. After this was all said and done, another Jeep came over and it had a giant fuel tank on it and they refueled the helicopter, which then took off, you know, back to home. And that's the end of Bruce's story. Well, there was another story that pops up and it's from a, this guy that was an electrical engineer who was recruited by the military to go work underground in Alaska. This guy was also a Navy veteran and was part of the construction battalions during World War II. The father had a background in electrical engineering, or I don't think it's the father. I think it's the, this dude had a background in electrical engineering 
and then went on to study physics. So this was obviously a pretty smart dude, and he had the military background to warrant, I would assume, the approval, the clearance to go to work here. Same thing. 1959, he was taken to Unalakleet. He boarded a bus with blacked-out windows. This bus ride took about six hours, and I guess he used to wear a compass around his neck that his wife used that got him. And once again, they headed east. So just like the story prior, they were heading to the east. After reaching the destination, the bus was split into two groups and taken to the, the pyramid by plane. He said he had to go down an elevator about 700 feet. He worked in an enclosed building that was in, in the corner of the pyramid. The pyramid corners faced northeast, southeast, southwest, and northwest. The man said that this pyramid would amplify the energy that was being fed into it. He worked at this location from 1959 to 1961. He had no idea who made it or how it was even made. And apparently these three stories, or these stories here, they were all broke by Linda Howe. And she actually had a pre-recorded interview with the first story from Douglas. And then after she had aired his story, the other two came forward. Came forward. You hear that a lot. Like once once you kind of get the green light to talk about it, other people will talk about right. it. Right. And I, I just think it's fascinating that there are pyramids. Because apparently I started digging around. And there's also other pyramids popping up in Alaska, too. There was recently a small team of explorers that found at least two pyramids where only the upper portions of the pyramids are exposed. Did they, talking about this power source, do they, like, was that, do they think it was there before we found it, or was it something that we created? Uh, That's the way I took it. Is that this, because I, I get into it a little bit later, but I started trying to dig around as much as I could, and I unfortunately kind of abandoned the Black Pyramid because of everything else I was stumbling on. <laughs> I've been down those rabbit right? holes Right, like there was a guy that said it was it was connected to this, that, and the other, so I started following that hole. And, dude, there are some really strange things. With pyramids. Because we've heard before that, like, it's theorized that some of them were used as portal devices. There were some that it helped people um, remote view, communicate with other people around the world, all types of stuff. But the things that I have found, they're, they're interesting to say the least. I mean, I found an article from strangeoutdoors.com and they had talked about how there was a large alien base that was found by a remote viewer and this I'm assuming that that's dope that this remote viewer is referencing this black pyramid so that's where this connection is and according to this guy Pat Price the base was in Alaska's Mount Hayes the the race that or if if it's not the black pyramid it, it may be that this race made the black pyramid Anyways, the race that lived here were apparently very human-looking. The only differences between us and them were uh, supposedly 
Their heart was different, lungs, blood, and eyes. That was the most as to what differed from us and them. Oddly enough, this site was also responsible for strange malfunctions of U.S. and Soviet space objects. So you have another piece, you know, that that pyramid supposedly puts off some type of magnetism or electromagnetic energy that will interfere with those things. And then you have this, this spot here by Mount Hayes that was remote viewed and, and apparently affected space objects, which imagine, I mean, that goes all the way into fucking outer space. I mean, that's yeah. But you know, one of the obvious questions that I would ask myself is why, because me and Steve have talked about it too. Why and how did all these civilizations across the planet build virtually the same object when you, you would think that there's almost zero way for them to have communicated with each other. Right. As, as far as the history that we're taught. Yes. Explains. Yes. There should not be uh, any correlate correlation between these civilizations that are a thousand miles, thousands of miles apart. Some of them are even like f- further than that, essentially. Yeah. Year, years and time spans apart, but well, I mean, and they're they're finding them everywhere. <laughs> like supposedly they're in Antarctica, they're in Alaska, they're there's some in China. There's, I mean, they're they're all over the planet. Oh yeah. They're all over the planet. And what if, like, what if they legitimately are master power sources? Oh, bro. Bro. So, with that in mind. Because I was, I like, I was digging. I, I love to just get on UFO Twitter and just lurk around and I'd listen to everybody bicker and bullshit and everything. And they were talking about, um, like, the propulsion systems of UFOs, essentially. And the way they described it is these propulsion systems kind of, like, keep them in the air almost like a sort of buoyancy like they're floating in water only in air right but they said that there are um files coming out now of certain power sources that almost eliminate the buoyancy that were around these ufos to where gravity could kick in and sometimes whenever i can't i don't know if they specified the power source or whatever it is but they could essentially just drop these ufos out of the sky no shit power sources were were set up yeah where like gravity will kick in and then now they're they're on our terms well i mean that's not far away because like the one of the comments that i read that kind of kicked me off was that these pyramids were all strategic they were put across the planet for a reason and that the atlanteans might have had something to do with that or at least in teaching people how to do this or something to that degree uh because a lot i mean a lot of ancient sites and shit line up with astronomical yes star charts right like i think the, the mayans or the incans or whatever like 117 of their ancient sites line up with line up with star locations on 23 different Mayan star maps. Right. So you know, like that might not even be as far back as we're going, but even back then, there was a connection to outer space yeah. and the stars. Which, imagine that. Imagine if it was put up as a, a safety grid 
for <laughs> UFOs. Like they built them as a defense system. That's what I was thinking. What if yeah. it's what if it's some I sort didn't even of, I didn't even get into that, but some sort of ancient defense system set up. Bro, it makes me want to get like I don't know, because check this out. So it makes you want to get in a UFO and test them. Or go inside a pyramid. Because check this shit out. This is crazy. So there was a, a a scientist from the Institute of Physics in Ukraine, and he he decided to start looking into pyramids and the the, the effects that it can have. It was a Dr. Voldemeyer Kroshnoff Litz. That's something who I, that effect. That's who I fucking thought it was. Right, yeah. We'll just call him Dr. V. Anyways, some of the discoveries he made were fucking crazy. So, because apparently he was so into pyramids, and I would assume that it was pretty convincing stuff because apparently the Russian government started to fund him, and apparently they helped him build a pyramid, right? So within this, within these parameters, and I don't know if it was with his pyramid that he built with the, with the Russian government or if it was one that was in the area. But regardless, here are some of the discoveries that he made while checking out pyramids. The immune system of organisms improved. The There was improved regeneration of tissue. Seeds that were stored in the pyramid for one to five days showed a 30 to 100% increase in yield. The doctor and Russia actually, like I said, they, they built the pyramid. As soon as it was completed, the ozone actually improved above the area of the pyramid. Seismic activity near the pyramid was reduced in severity and size. Violent weather also decreased in the area. Pyramids built in southern Russia appeared to have a positive effect on oil production because the oil would become less viscous by 30% and the yield in the oil or the the yield of all the wells increased. They they took this is kind of messed up but also very Russian. They took salt and pepper and they exposed it to the pyramids energy field. Then they basically unknowingly gave it to 5,000 prisoners. This actually greatly reduced the violence of the men and their overall behavior. I love how they accidentally just gave it to prisoners. (laughs) Right. Uh, They did tissue culture tests, and it showed that there was an increase in survival of cellular tissue after injection by virus and bacteria. So it sounds like another no-no experiment there. Whoops. Um, Radioactive substances show a decreased level of radiation inside the pyramid. They reported spontaneous charging of capacitors. Physicists observed significant changes in... Whoops. Cool. Physicists observed significant changes in superconductivity, temperature thresholds, and in the properties of semiconducting and carbon nanomaterials. Water inside the pyramid would remain liquid even in minus 40 degrees Celsius until if if you moved the water, if, if there were any vibrations, the water would then freeze instantly. 
So if that water just stayed completely motionless, essentially, it would not freeze. That's fucking weird. So a little fun fact here. Like, while Kyle goes into his stories, I like to kind of dive into them on my Mac here. And I'm clicking links on Black Pyramids and shit. I just clicked one, and it takes me to the special page login of the uh, Alaska Department of Public Safety. Cool. So... I cannot log in to the Alaska Department of Public Safety. But something <laughs> on Black Pyramids takes you here, and you have to have a passcode and a username to get from in. a State Department to get into it. That's awesome. <laughs> what the fuck? That's awesome. <laughs> Whoops. That sounds about right. I just got definitely on a list now. Um. Anyways, uh... They also discovered that these pyramids can concentrate electromagnetic energy, which would include gamma rays, X-rays, ultraviolet light, visible light, infrared light, microwaves, and radio waves. They also used high-tech equipment, thermal imaging, and 3D scanning, and found that mysterious heat hotspots would show up randomly across the pyramid. At the Pyramid of Giza, when you are in the King's Chamber, the resonance of sound waves will actually put people into a mind-altering state. And they said that this is 100% designed this way. This whole, like, pyramids or tombs is all bullshit. And they know that it's bullshit. There was a, a William Witt even... And he wrote in his book, the, the Great Pyramid of Giza, A Modern View on Ancient Knowledge. The pulse rate of our planet and captured by the Great Pyramid of Giza corresponds to one of the main brain frequencies, the alpha brain waves, which are associated with the human body and meditative states. You also have massive pyramids in China. The Chinese government has these things locked down. You're not allowed to go check them out at all. But apparently some people have snuck into them and discovered numerous anomalies like metallic material, which cannot be identified. So there's tons, there's tons of mystery surrounding the pyramids. I've heard, I heard, or I read that these pyramids are set up as a possible stabilizing system. And one of the examples that I read was that the pyramids in Egypt, apparently they used to have this polished sandstone on the outsides of them. And whatever whatever is able to harness, and if pyramids can really do all this stuff, apparently it stabilized the region. And after uh, some type of natural disaster happened, it kind of failed the pyramid broke it, so to speak. And that's why Egypt looks the way that it does because then the region became unstable because the person was like, Egypt used to not always be a desert. It used to be like plentiful, so to speak. And then apparently that's why, that's why whether it's the government or an alien race or whoever it is, 
that apparently is a reason as to why they don't want anybody going and messing with the pyramid anymore in Alaska because they don't want it to destabilize the entire region. <clears throat> That's terrifying. But like when I read off all the different types of like the gamma rays, x-rays, like that all could, that all comes from space. A lot of that can come from space anyways, right? Yeah. So, I mean, if this thing was, was able to generate power, I mean, it, it, it would be like setting up a solar panel. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. And apparently, yeah. And I think it was in Giza or one of the other pyramids. They have like this, there's a, another underground chamber that they apparently haven't even gotten to explore, but they're thinking that maybe that chamber was specifically placed that, you know, underground like that to harness energy, to bring energy up. And that's why I think it was guys that was supposedly capped with a solid gold cap on it. So it created this connection and was able to generate ungodly amounts of power. Wouldn't that be fucking nuts? Dude, it's... I don't know. Like I said, I was really curious about the Black Pyramid because it sounded like this big government conspiracy type situation. And then you start looking into pyramids in general and you're like, wow, there's a lot more to pyramids than... And like you said, the... Some of them go back possibly way, way longer, way older than we think they are. Oh, yeah. Because that's that was one oh, of the yeah. main theories that is probably, they're probably from a lost civilization. At least a lot of them. And it's, I mean, it's hard to tell how long that they've even been there, especially these ones that are undiscovered yeah and it's almost like like mainstream archaeology refuses to like look into them or they're not allowed to look into them because if you think about it if if it is that some ancient human race was technologically advanced enough to build these years before we think they were or we've been taught they were and if they had the advancements in technology to use them as power sources to use them to fucking manipulate weather to use them to manipulate uh earth powers and gravity or gravity and stuff like that you would have to rewrite all of taught history yeah everything from the get-go would have to change which I mean, and that's a big that, that would be a big proponent in keeping all this shit under wraps. Oh, a hundred percent. Which and because you said that, it kind of tees off on what I was getting ready to say, but it kind of ties into, uh, I want to say, Chad Kalick and the Sir No Face shit, because I think, um, Skyfall was talking to him about how the ETs are wanting to come give us free energy and stuff, teach us about it and what have you. And the powers that be are like, yeah, that's not happening. We're not doing that. Yep. Like, nah, let's uh, cut that Which off. is mind-blowing. It's mind-blowing that if those possibilities are there, 
But I, I guess I also understand from the other side of the coin too, where they could, because you would think if we could, if, if those pyramids could, we'll just say that they, those pyramids are basically clean nuclear reactors that have no fallout or anything from them. They'd be the best thing. It'd be free energy for the entire planet. Oh yeah. Like that Especially would be one of the greatest things ever happened to the planet. But the dudes behind power companies are going to be like, yeah, fuck that. Yeah, big oil's going to be like, uh, let's let's not do this. Yeah. Yeah, especially and I mean it would disrupt everything. If yeah. they have healing proponents and shit like that, yeah. you're fucking with big pharma, you're fucking with big yeah. energy, you're fucking with with everything. So why not cap it and keep it under wraps? Right. Be, yeah. And ironically cash enough, is, cash is king, dog. Yeah, and ironically enough, if you really think about it, we as a civilization have tried to mimic all that, right? Because it didn't hit me until you were like weather manipulation. I'm like, well, you hear stories about DARPA and them like and seeing there, yeah. and yep. yeah, like, and we we try to come up with new power, you know, facilities, and I don't know. It just like when you said that, it kind of made me think in a different lane where I'm like, whoa. Because where is Harp located? Right. Alaska. Right. It's weird. It's weird. It w- it wouldn't surprise me that they take that old tech and they try to reproduce it in a profitable way. But even if they could activate them, let's say they could activate all the pyramids, they'd still make us pay for it. Oh, yeah. Right? You know what I mean? They would. They wouldn't be like. Yeah. They wouldn't be like. No, it's just free. No, because literally, look what they do to water. They literally steal water from the earth and then charge us for it. That's true. And then they make it illegal to, for us to collect to it, save it ourselves. Yeah, that makes sense. Then you, instead of big pharma and big energy, you just have big pyramid, and the rich people would own that too. <laughs> right, big pyramid. I like that. Fucking nerds. It is pretty sad the way we box ourselves in as a civilization. It's all about money. It is all about money. That's all life is anymore. Just a bunch of rich nerds trying to control the world. I just want to be happy. Just find weird stuff. Yeah, same. That's it. Same. Just trying to live my best life, ladies and gentlemen. I sound like an idiot, though, because my dang nose is all stuffy. Well, somebody said I, I sound hate like it. Tom Bodet. Well, you do. True. A little bit of Tom Bodet and Nicolas Cage. <laughs> That's, that is facts. Facts. <laughs> well, while I was looking, while you were going uh, through your research and I'm looking up more stuff here, I stumbled upon a whole bunch of different stuff that I might turn into a Patreon episode. Cool. So we can do like a 2.0 Cool. 2.0 dive into the pyramids might be featured on our next Patreon on, uh, episode, so kind of piggyback off of this yeah. one. Yeah, because we need to do some. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, uh, with all that being said, I- I'm glad to kind of be back here recording. and Yeah, feels good. Yeah, and my health is starting to like make a gradual climb again where I'm getting back to normal, be able to start writing a little bit better and all that shit. So, yep. We're going to try to get some interviews lined up. I know uh, people have sent us some uh, emails to our interview email. We're going to have to 
email all of you guys back and get some uh yeah some interviews sure. scheduled they're kind of fucking with my work schedule at work so oh yeah yeah i've had i've actually had a couple content creators we were just gonna link up with which would be great uh but between everything i've had been going on i had to cancel some now you're getting forced on 12 which just throws a giant wrench and everything life has just not been fair to us here lately <laughs> we'll get it figured out yeah, eventually we'll but yeah out. expect some cool interviews coming i am not gonna announce anymore that we're gonna be doing because people like to beat us to the punch fucking kind of j- j- jump ahead of us a little bit so just know that I'm working on some cool interviews. I know Steve's working on some cool interviews. You know who you are, nerd. Let's go. But yeah, we have a lot planned. It's just kind of getting past the wrinkles here, and yeah, it's gonna be fine. Some bumps in the road, so to speak. So we'll be back to killing it for long, though. Hell yeah, we're back on our grizzy. I gotta blow my nose. Kyle Stuffy. What? Check us out at all our social medias, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, TikTok, Reddit, and Discord. Come be part of the Hollow Cult, the best cult, and just hang out with us. It's a wonderful community. So until next time, or until the Patreon episode, stay safe, stay weird, and judging from the information I just read here, these pyramids also produce mind-blowing orgasms. So, Whoa. it's automatically going to increase the happiness I need of a the world. So, yeah. Support your local pyramid. <laughs>